3: Love, talk Radio
4: Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks and you listen to our sports radio.
5: It's RF Sports Show. R R
4: F Sports Show. Talking sports.
5: Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs,
6: and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push this team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing
5: right now. Talking Sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and com. Welcome
6: everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. We are back with you guys, and we had a little hiatus. Uh, It's been about a week since we've done a show, but what better time to do a show than right now? NBA Finals are upon us 2011, the Mavericks and the Heat, a rematch from 2006. And today's show is all about that matchup, about these two teams, how they got there, what they're going to have to do to win. We'll look back at 2006 and also look at the matchups between both of these teams as well, too, from players to coaches to even fans. So, of course, fans, you know this is a participation show. We want you guys to call in, give us your opinion, let us know who you have to win this finals, what the score is going to be, what how many games was it going to take your team to win the finals as well, too. We're going to get into all of that tonight, and if we have time, we're going to start our debate on if Dirk is a top ten player all time. I've got some strong opinions about that, as well as my co-host as well, too, so let me bring him on. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host of the program, Mr. Royce. Richard Royce, how you doing, sir? What's going on right now? How you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm doing really good, man. I'm really really good. Of course, we got the final starting up, and the man is the heat of rematch in 2006. How exciting is it to see this team that we've been covering all
1: year long make it to the final NBA Finals? Ronnie Pierre told me back in November that this team would be the Western Conference champion, I wouldn't have believed it. But at the same time, you know, I had the opportunity to watch this team grow. I watched them all season. I watched them through adversity, through the injuries, how they bounce back. And to be a Western Conference champion, man, is a big feat for this team. And I, I'm excited. And what a uh, what a rematch. You know, Miami-Dallas, 2006. And uh, I think it's time for the Mavs to get a little revenge back two of the greatest players playing the game, you couldn't ask for a better scenario. No doubt about it. I mean, we're got the we're going to have the inside scoop on both of these teams
6: for this whole series. We'll be covering uh, the games as they go on, starting with the uh, Heat, uh, the first two games and the three games in Dallas, and also going back to Miami to South Beach for the last two, if they get that far. So we'll be in the locker rooms broadcasting from the arenas, we got everything lined up for you guys this week. A huge, this huge uh, two weeks, actually, for the NBA Finals. So if you want to keep us locked in and know what we have going on and how to find us, go to rfsportsradio.com. You can find out all the information about the show. And I want to thank our partners, uh, Deep End Media, for everything they're doing with us as well, too. Our show is powered by Deep End Media. You can go to deependmedia.net and listen to the show live there as well, too, and also replays of the show. Uh, there also as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with this NBA Finals 2011, and let's start, Royce, with the road to the finals with, with both of these teams. They started out the year, even in the offseason, with some turmoil. We didn't know what players are going to be on this team. Of course, everyone knows about the decision that LeBron made to take his talents to South Beach and join Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and put this super team together. So much hype around them. They had the big uh, coming-out party in the arena, the smoke, the lights, a lot of WWE-type stuff to announce the new team. And they said then they plan on winning multiple championships, and now they're on the road to win their first together. But so much was made about them. It turned LeBron from the next big thing, the next Jordan, to a villain. In a lot of people's eyes, the way he left Cleveland like he did but, Royce, let's talk about that. Let's start from the beginning when this team first formed. Did you think that
1: that that team that put together, those three players, is going to make it this far? We well, you know, Ronnie, right like you and the rest of the country, I was sitting there waiting patiently for the announcement from LeBron James, and when it came out that he was going to Miami, I think I was kind of shocked, just like everybody else. Of course, the fans in Cleveland were very disappointed. But it just goes to show you that uh, LeBron apparently – knew something that we all didn't know, that Miami would be a great fit for him. And we didn't know that at the beginning of the show. All we knew was three superstars getting together, didn't know if it was going to work or not. And I remember when that team was nine and eight, I, everybody talked about it. You and I even talked about it. We had endless discussions discussion about LeBron going to Miami. Yes. You thought it was going to be a failure. And on the other hand, I thought it was going to be a success and looked like I turned out to be right.
6: Well, a success in terms of making it to the finals,
1: true. But they haven't yeah. won one yet. They haven't won
6: one
1: yeah, yet. Yeah, but, when you I... know, it, it, it's a big feat to make it, Rodney, right to the finals. You know, they—they they, it's a long road to the finals. Well, I agree with you 100% on that. And I think that, you know, when they put this team together,
6: there was a plan. They had the training camp at the Air Force Base. They right. they set the whole tone for the season there. Both of these guys, Dwayne Wade and and LeBron kind of put this whole thing together to for winning or going to the NBA Finals, which they were able to do. But when they first put the team together, I thought, well, who else are going to play with these guys? I didn't think they were going to have a deep enough bench or even role right. players to bring in to really get this far in the playoffs or to make a statement uh, throughout this uh, particular season. And they struggled this season. It took them a while to finally learn how to how to play together, but they came together at the right time. Now, looking on the reverse end, look at the Mavericks and their offseason. Dirk didn't know if Dirk was going to come back to the Mavericks. He had offers from everyone out there to come play for their team, but Dirk decided to sign for less money to stay here in Dallas with a commitment from Mark Cuban and everyone else that, hey, you know what? We're going to build this team the right way this year. We have a great chance. And look how Dirk was being
1: rewarded for staying, staying with his home team unlike LeBron James did. Well, you know, I'm talking about two options in as opposed The Mavericks. On the other hand, kind of stayed packed. They added a few new additions, but it was only after injuries occurred. So I thought that was kind of, you know, that's the difference between this team. This team got two superstars from, uh, and John three superstars to make a super team, whereas the Mavericks did build from the, the draft and a couple of trades, you know. But uh, you're talking about two opposite teams, and they really are. Well, that's
6: true. That's true. That's two opposite things. Let's take a caller real quick. If you guys want to join our conversation, give us a call. This is Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. We want to hear from the fans and everyone out there. Uh, give us a call, 323 927 2906. 323 927 2906 to get in on our live show. Let's take a caller real quick, 6037. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. What's your comment?
4: I just want to say that I was completely wrong about the Mavericks. You know what I'm saying? First of all, the, uh, let me back that up. How are you fellas doing tonight, man? I appreciate you guys having me hey, on, on. No. Hey, what's going on? Hey,
6: good to hear from you. I was hoping you called in on this show, uh, Chosen, because, as you know, you doubted the Mavericks all season. You sure all did.
4: season I did, and I was completely wrong, and – I, I just wanted to say I, I just thought it was it just impossible to really put a team around Dirk that actually accomplished the job. But um, I was thinking about something the other day, and what I was going to say was, it's just simply put, I just really believe that, you know, I was not only wrong, but I'm happy that the home team is winning like this because I've always been a Mavs fan, and it's nice to see them perform like this.
6: Well, that's a good yeah, point. You know, Let me ask you, though, when you, we when you, when talking about how they got to the uh, to the finals, the road to the finals of both of these teams, and you were sitting back watching the playoffs unfold, could you imagine a team like the Mavericks to to beat Portland 4-2, win a road game? They haven't won a road playoff game in two years. They overcome that. They overcome a 23-point loss in game four. I mean, 23-point comeback in game four. Then they sweep the Lakers 4-0, and beat a young Oklahoma City Thunder team 4-1 and make it to
4: the finals. Are you impressed by what they
6: were able to do in this year's playoffs?
4: Um, not only was I re- impressed, but um, I, it, it showed me, you know, not that you really just have to sit back and watch the guys play. Um, what they did against Portland, I expected them to do. What they did against the Lakers, I don't think anybody in the world saw that coming but uh, it was phenomenal. I was—I got to say I was more impressed with how they played uh, the very last two games against Oklahoma coming from behind the wind. One thing I wanted to uh, – the re- reason I called into the show was the call to, the, to this – fact, to this one reason why I believe that, that they may sweep the, the Miami Heat or at wow. least win this <laughs> game. Wow. Never have a... you seen – never have you seen anyone uh, defensively on the Mavericks Get a key defensive stop to win the game, like they did on Kevin Durant. And and what ultimately wound up happening was, out of that, you know, it led to them winning the game. And they've never come from behind like that in a playoff game in my history of them being good and perform like that. So uh, when I saw that, I I felt like they were ready. Yeah, and and you know, go ahead. Yeah, you,
1: absolutely right. You know, uh, at the beginning of this season, we all had doubts because basically they were a pretty good team because they had Karan but He was he was a maybe the missing piece his team needed. But for the other guys, like JJ Barrera, step up, Corey Brewer, Stevenson, step up. You know, that that was really the unexpected. You know, for these guys and and, and for the bench plate to be as big as it was this year was really. A difference in this team, you know, at the Koran Butler went down. I thought this team was pretty much done, but to see the other guys step up, man, I think that was the biggest difference this season. Was because they had so many players on the bench that could step in and get twenty points a night. So, you know, it was really exciting mm-hmm. to see this team grow and these uh, bench players grow. And let's look at the, the other teams of Miami Heat. I mean,
6: they had a, a road to the playoffs as well, too. They they beat the 76ers. They beat Boston, the team that they really put the, – they put that team together to beat the Boston they Celtics. Boston. They were able to do right. that for one Then they beat Chicago, a team that I didn't think they were going to get past, 4-1 as well, too. But if you look at both of these teams in the playoffs, and, Chosen, I ask you first, I mean, which one had the harder road to get to where they need to go? Was it the Mavs? overcoming Portland, L.A., Oklahoma City, or
4: the Heat with the 76ers, Boston, and Chicago? Um, I I, I said the path was, was equal. And the reason why I say that, well, actually, I take that back. I think the path was a little bit easier for Miami. Um, Boston, I picked them to win this year, and they just they started off playing like I thought they would, and nobody expected them to not really show up and deliver with their roster the way it is letting go of Perkins I think was a mistake and with Chicago all they had was Derrick Rose. I, I really didn't see any real tough shooters that they had to, you know what I'm saying, defend. Any real true scores. Uh the Mavericks I say had a slightly rougher path, although the uh the 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 Lakers didn't perform the way that I thought they would, but I mean I was so impressed with Oklahoma City's performance. I mean those guys I definitely think are going to be uh suit to take the crown later. So I would have to say the Mavericks. Yeah, and I'm you
1: know,
4: agree with you 100% on that. And, you know, after New
1: York and Orlando uh, were, were pretty much knocked out, you know, they made the road a little bit easier for Miami coming come from the east because all they had to beat with two teams. That was Boston and Chicago. So, uh, you know, New York experiment didn't work. Orlando – uh, experiment didn't work because all these guys made big trades to, to try to compete with Miami and Boston. And and they both were failures. So mm-hmm. I, I would say the road for, for Miami was a little bit easier whereas everybody thought the Mavs would be the best choice. Everybody wanted to play the Mavs because they thought they were easier and soft but apparently defense <laughs> ruled this year. You know, they talked about that early in the, in the season to protect this house, they were preaching defense all year. And they finally came to a head uh, in the playoffs. Uh, during that Portland series, I saw this team grow up after they came back from the loss. You know, you and I were at this game. I was shocked. And it was something different about that team when they bounced back after that loss from Portland because everybody pretty much thought they were done. And for them to the sweep the Lakers, which nobody in America could predict, I mean, with such ease to beat the Lakers, and, and, you know, that was a team in the West to beat because nobody thought the Mavericks could, you know, they, they were too small. And Oklahoma City was a challenge, but they seemed to be the, – the Mavericks were still dominant in that series. So I would say the Mavs had a harder road, but I'm impressed with both teams.
6: Um, I'm definitely impressed by both teams, but I think the Mavs had a harder road. I agree with both of you guys. If you look at the Boston team that, that they had to overcome – I mean, you got Rondo playing with one arm. I mean, you don't have Kendrick Perkins there. Shaq was another factor while he was there. And these guys are aging. they get a little bit older, getting a little longer in the tooth. But at the same respect, their their key asset, Rondo, was not really available for the series at all after he got hurt. Uh, I mean, he really couldn't right. do anything. So they had a very, very easy road. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that even with Chicago, they only had to deal with one score at the time, and that was dealing with Derrick Rose and, of course, the defense for the Chicago Bulls. But I think the Mavs had a much harder role. To sweep the Lakers 4-0 is huge. To go into L.A. and win the first two playoff games against a team like L.A. that's defending two-time champions, that was a huge statement right there, not just for Mavericks, but for the NBA as well, too, the change of the guard between Western Conference powerhouse teams. And in the beat, Oklahoma City Thunder, a young team led by the leading scorer of the league, Kevin Durant, along with a young, quick guy like Westbrook, a, a team that's average age is 22. They play with a lot of heart. They don't have anything to lose to so overcome them at right. the same time was a harder road, I think, than what the Heat had to face, no doubt about it. Uh, Chosen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I sure appreciate it. Make sure you stay on the line with us. We got a lot more to cover on here as well, too. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the actual matchups. We'll look at both of these teams. We're both 12-3, and 3, Royce. They're both 12-3 and 3 yeah, throughout the yeah, playoff. Yeah, that's the same record. So we'll look at both of these teams. We're actually getting the matchups of who should guard who. We'll look at who's going to guard Dirk, who's going to guard LeBron. And we also talk about the coaches as well, too. Some interest, interesting facts about both of these coaches and where they came from. They give us a lot of insight on how they're going to play this game uh, coming up in the NBA Finals. I'll take a quick break. You're tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show powered by Deep End Media where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. RF with RF Sports Radio and the MPFL Game of the Week with the Deep End Deal of the Month. The Deep End Deal of the Month is an incredible deal that we offer to all of our listeners of the Deep End Radio Network. And this month, we have our biggest Deep End Deal ever, From now to the end of the month, Just Fitness For You is giving our listeners free gym memberships. That's right, free gym memberships. Spring is here and summer is fast approaching, and Just Fitness For You is ready to get you ready. They have four locations here in the DFW Metroplex, White Rock Lake, Mesquite, Plano, and Hearst, and all open seven days a week to fit anyone's busy schedule. Your free gym membership gives you access to all four locations, VIP guest privileges, cycling classes, Zumba classes, body pump 101 training, and use of all of the latest state of the art weightlifting and cardio equipment on the market. To get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You, Email us at deepindeal at gmail.com. That's deepindeal at gmail.com and put fitness in your subject line to get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You.
4: Calling all models. Model. Calling all actors. actors. all music artists. Music Calling artists. all comedians producers. I got Reducer. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal Twitter, like Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is there's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. We book gigs.info right now. Right now.
7: I mean,
1: it's hard for me to talk about. You know, look, there are only two of us that know exactly what this meant. Me
0: and MJ. And, uh... I don't know, sometimes,
6: you know, when it's just it's better not to say anything. I don't know. Yeah. Hi, my name is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show on Deep End Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in the amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net.
4: Hey, this is Roddy B. from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. Uh,
5: it's RF Sports Show. R R F Sports
4: Show. Talking sports.
6: Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team's playing right now.
5: Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, DeepEndMedia dot and rfsportsradio.com. dot
6: And you are back live with us right here at the RF Sports Radio Show, powered by Deep End Media want to welcome our co-host Royce back on the line as well, too. We have several people calling in, waiting to get on the program. Let's jump into the matchups of these two teams, if we can, real quick, and, and talk about who's going to guard who. I think that's very, very important because if you think about it, we just mentioned how they got to the finals and how with the Chicago Bulls, really they only had one offensive threat they had to really contain, although Luau Dang had a lot of offensive uh, power, for the Bulls as well, too. But let's talk about the Mavs versus the Heat. Now, we can already know that the Heat, with their three top three players, that make up pretty much their entire offense, that I mean, they can easily put up 90 oh, points 80%. in their three top three right. players. <laughs> and so we, it, just talking about them in general, I mean, think about it. I mean, who's going to guard who in this matchup? They've already, you know, leaked out or said or somewhere or another, we find out that possibly LeBron's going to be sticking dirt. I mean, you think that's a good way to go, Royce, for them to for them to put LeBron on Dirk?
1: Well, I, I no, I, I really don't because even as good as LeBron James is, I don't think nobody can stick Dirk. Size wise, that gives Dallas the advantage. I, I think they'd better bet off matching Chris Bosh with Dirk Mbisky. Uh How do you feel about that?
6: Well, I think Chris Bosh would be a much taller player <laughs>
3: right, to guard right. Dirk,
1: but I think Dirk but is really unguardable. In my opinion, me, I'm, go ahead. And, and they never had anybody with Chris Box size to match up against Dirk. You know, and nobody, you know, in the playoffs has matched side for side with Dirk Nubisky. Now well, so there's some true. guys smaller than his friend, so that would be a different challenge for them, and that, that's what I see. You would have to put Jason Kidd on LeBron James or Stevenson. You would have to, between those two, uh, either, whoever kicks either one them, between LeBron James and Dirk DeVinci's gonna have their hands full. So, uh, Okay, so
6: you're saying so you're saying you're saying possibly Jason Kidd, we saw what he did against Kobe Bryant.
4: Right. And that series.
6: Right. you think he you think he's gonna come out there and guard LeBron starting off the game?
1: But either you gotta go with him or Sean Marion. Those are your two best defenders and Stevenson would come in. That that's the most defense. And, and you really have to have somebody to come in and just kind of wear him out because LeBron plays both ends of the floor, so you you really need to tie him out, or even just send multiple guys after him. That's the only way you're gonna disrupt his game.
6: Well, I, I can see that. I can I can see that. I can see the kid playing a little bit on uh, LeBron, but I think I think coming out, if you look at both starting fives, they can definitely put. Stevenson on uh, LeBron, or possibly right. maybe Stevenson needs to guard Dwayne Wade. we got to account for him that's as well, too. That's, that's
1: two. That's two. Well, I was going to put – Of course, you Marion. Sean Marion Mar- Mar- Mar-
6: Mar- probably guard LeBron in that
1: case. Right. But I, I, I think Kidd can probably more than likely stick with Dwayne Wade. I think Dwayne Wade is somewhat hurt. I don't know if he's uh, – he hasn't played all that great in the series. And if Casey mm-hmm. can keep him within 18 points like he's been averaging, the marriage would be great. They'd be in great shape.
6: Let's take a call real quick, and I think I know who's on the line. I think it's my buddy from Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, Casey Miller. Casey, is this you? Hello. Hey, right, Casey. Uh, 6232, two. you're live on the RS Sports Radio Show. Hey, what's up, Rodney? It's Sergio
8: calling in. Hey, uh, hey what's going to, on?
6: <laughs>
8: Not much, man. I want to get back to who's going to be guarding Dirk. Uh, nobody's talking about Haslam. This guy was the guy that was checking Dirk in the '06 Finals. and They had some right. success doing that, so don't be surprised if
2: you know if they go back to that.
8: Um, either way, Dirk's a better player, and I don't think you know. I think we're going to win, but but I wouldn't be surprised if he he sticks
6: Dirk. Yeah, you done said I mean, you're right. He did guard Dirk pretty well. But you think has him is ready physically to, to guard Dirk? I mean, I know he had a he had a couple of decent, you know, half games or full games, however you want to look at it. But you think he can physically guard Dirk throughout this whole series?
8: I don't think that he's going to be. Nobody can contain him. I mean, like you guys said, he's unguardable. But but as far as maybe slowing him down a little, you, you never know. You know, this guy matched up. You
6: know, well, on, in those six, so uh, right. who knows? I mean, okay. So let me ask you: if, if, if who's going to guard LeBron and who's going to guard D Wade for the Mavericks? If you look at you know their starting five, of course you got Marion and Stevenson in the starting five. But even when those guys come out, who did you see possibly guarding LeBron and guarding D Wade? I mean, we got to contain them too.
5: Yeah,
8: uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to agree with what. Uh, uh What the guy was saying earlier about uh kid uh kid is is one of our best defenders, if not our best, as right. far as the guards go uh that guy gets four steals a game, so i wouldn 't be surprised uh if he you know sticks lebron and i think I think you know lebron is is younger or whatever but but with his size, I think kid can keep up with him as far as you know going up and down the court and I think Stevenson will probably start off with uh, Wade maybe. Uh and then you'll see Terry uh probably guard Wade uh you know when, when he gets in.
1: Yeah.
6: yeah. Yeah I can see that as well too. I think they're gonna have their hands full either way. Go ahead, Russ.
1: You know, and and that that's the only way I can see Kid has been playing great this year. I mean, I don't know if he found a pound of youth, but to be thirty eight he's playing like he's twenty and he's guarded some, some, some guys in the playoffs. Man, I mean he he's really stepped up his defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I
8: agree with yeah, that. I would, I mean, he, he dominated Westbrook. He dominated right. you know, Andre Miller. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is our year.
6: So let me get your prediction before before we let you go. You got the Mavs and how many games?
8: You know, Ronnie, I got to agree with what you said as far as, like, the the road to the playoffs uh, in the Western Conference is, to me, is, it seemed like it was a lot harder. I mean, you not only did you sweep the defending champions – but you beat you know a Portland team that everybody had us losing to, and then Oklahoma City actually looked better than LA to me. I mean, they they look better right. than anybody that that uh, anybody's played, uh, including Miami. And uh, so I, I'm going to go with Dallas. And I, guys, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we swept them or won in like five games. Wow.
1: So I, I, I'm going to take I, five I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And five I games I, have I think to agree with you cool. on that. If the Mavs played the way they played the last 15 games, I mean, it's, it's nowhere in the world anybody could beat them. They've been the best team I've seen on the floor. For sharing the ball, for his uh, defense, uh, for his uh, late-quarter comebacks, this team, I mean, they've they just done it all this year. Especially There's the no doubt player. about it.
6: It's going to no be exciting. I can't wait. be I can't wait either, man. I can't wait either. You know we got mad people over here. Uh, stay tuned with it, Sergio. Thank you for calling in, man. But stay on the line with us. Let's listen to what Jay Kidd had to say today at his press conference right before Game One. This is what he had to say about the matchup coming up and going back to the finals with the Dallas Mavericks.
0: You know, there's only two teams, and you taking this journey starting in October. Um, you find yourself playing in June, and so you know that 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 is, uh, you know, fulfilling, but you also want to win that trophy, you know, win the whole thing, and so hopefully this this time around, we'll, you know, we'll, we don't come up short. Um, and for my teammates, I you know, I've only just told them to enjoy the moment, um, but it is basketball and nothing really changes. It's just that there's a lot more questions
7: asked
0: and uh, a lot more eyes on you, so um, don't be intimidated by that. We are an older team, and um, it showed during the season. Um, You know, we got off to a good start, and then we lose Dirk, um, and then we turn around and lose Karam for the year, and during that stretch, we lost six in a row, and we kind of felt the world was coming to an end, and that, you know, we weren't going to be able to fulfill, you know, our goal, and that was to to win a championship, but being a veteran ball club and the guys that we have on the team, we just, yeah, I think that made us tighter and made us better in the sense that we knew we had to, you know, do more and that little stretch that we had that we lost six in a row just uh, helped us understand that, you know, we have to do more if we wanted to be successful and and guys did that once we got off that six-game losing streak and then we got Dirk back and then we started rolling again. Here my my, my workload is a little smaller um, in the sense of scoring and rebounding but you know just I'm trying to help my team win and if it means uh, defending or or not, not have to score you know 20 points um, which I don't have to do that much but the the big thing is just help my teammates understand the moment and stay in the moment that's that's my biggest role once I got traded to Dallas I, I, I just knew that at some point I thought it would be a lot sooner that I would get back to the finals but um, you know, sometimes things just don't work out that way. I mean, you got great teams in this league like the Lakers and the Celtics and San Antonio, who you know, we're all winning championships. So um, it didn't work out, but now we're here, and hopefully, I can find. A, you know, we can find a way to win a championship. And now, uh, D
6: Wade. You, know, you got
0: two good teams. I mean,
9: it's a great matchup. Um, you know, and a lot of games might come down to the execution of the end of ball games. Um, it came down to that in their last series, it came down to that in our last series. You know, we won those games in the um in the fourth quarter, you know, when it counted. So, um, you know, we understand that we got players and playmakers, you know, that can do that and they and they have a lot of them as well. With with their ability to shoot the ball, uh, with their ability to move the ball around, uh, with their unselfishness. So, um, you know, if, if it comes down to that you have two teams that's, you know, prime for it because we went through it all all regular season. We went through our bumps and bruises, ups and downs. And you kinda of figure it out eventually. I thought he was good then. <laughs> and um you know, now he's um, he's phenomenal. I mean his obviously his shot making ability is um it's one of the best his Lee has seen. Uh, but I think what he's got better at is taking over games in the fourth quarter. And um what's phenomenal is that he's very efficient. You know, you'll see a game with Dirk. He's eight for fourteen, you know, and he seemed like he's had you know, he's like he took it, he's took taken more shots or he's made a bigger impact, but he just makes big shots and um, you know, so I think he's a smarter player. Uh, I think he's a hungrier player and an um, even more efficient player than he was in those six. You know, obviously we all want it. <laughs> um but in a in a different sense, you know, he wants this he wants to seize this moment. And you can tell by the way he's been playing, especially in late games. Um he hasn't left anything to chance. We don't like to live in it too much. Um, obviously, you know, Bron's been to the finals before, uh, but I've won in the finals before. So, you know, I talk about, you know, how hard it was, you know, to do, but how satisf- how, how gratified it and how, how satisfied you felt once you put it all out there and you gave it to all. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you was crowned the champion, you know, those guys, LeBron and Chris, have won on all different levels my NBA championship was the first level I ever won on <laughs> you know and those guys, you know, I think LeBron's won has three high school championships and all the AU championships and things so growing up they used to winning. I was always lose I was always used to going to the final four and not making it to the finals. And um, you know, so I finally had my chance. Um uh, so, you know, just talking about how much it meant and, and what it what it would mean for you you know, your career, um at the end of the day.
6: And That was both uh, J Kidd and D Wade. We're talking about the matchup for series between the Heat and the Mass. Who's gonna guard? Who's gonna guard? Who? Who's gonna guard? Derrick. Who's gonna guard? LeBron. Let's take some more calls, Royce. We got more people calling in. Eight four six one. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. What's your comment?
2: Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Casey from thirteen ten the ticket.
6: Hey,
2: hey what's hey, up, Casey? How's it going? Oh man, I'm hanging in there, fellas. I just uh, wanted to give you guys a call, talk to you a little bit about the uh, about the NBA Finals coming up. I'm right there with you. Wow. I got the match fever going. Yeah, yeah no, and you got
6: it too. It's not to, it's hard not to. Let me ask you, man. We're talking about matchups. People calling in. They're already saying that you know, kid is going to be the one guard Lebron. He can guard Lebron. They're looking at who's going to guard dirt, Collum called call in. Uh, Sergio said Haslem could guard dirt. But who's going to guard Dirk and who's going to guard LeBron? Well, I'll tell you, you know, with guarding Dirk, I think Chris
2: Bosh might might draw the the short straw there with with having to get on Dirk. Which for him, if you look at, you know, trying to get the production that you've gotten out of him when he's got to guard Bosh and he's probably going to be matched up with Chandler uh, on the offensive end for those guys, you you can't think that he's going to have a great series. Um, In terms of LeBron, I mean, I kind of like throwing Sean Marion at him. I mean, Sean has yeah. done as good of a defensive job on everybody he's covered throughout the playoffs. And you look at it when he has a terrible game on the offensive end, which he's had a couple. He can still be, you know, the MVP of the game because of the way he bees up. So I don't know why you don't roll that out there and you know see what happens. Obviously, there's going to be adjustments moving forward, but that's how I would start the game with Marion on LeBron.
6: And what I did you know, I have, actually went on. Uh, I went on. They have a they have a stack cube that. On NBA.com, com, and actually those interviews that you guys heard, I'm gonna post those videos on the website after the show. Go to rfsportsradio.com. com, you can find it there. And if you want to get in contact with Casey, go to he follow him on Twitter at cmillen1310. You can follow him there and keep up to date what he got has going on, as well too. But I put in the lineups. I put in the star lineup for the Heat and try to match it up with the best lineup I could put together for the Mavs. And the only lineup that I can put together that really just doesn't, from, from, from stat-wise, doesn't have a chance against D-Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Mike Bibby, Joel Anthony, is the starting lineup for the match, but without Tyson Chandler. I mean, how big of a role could he play? When I put Brandon Haywood in this active lineup, we lose. <laughs> but every every time I put Tyson Chandler in, with that starting five, he's going to win. I mean, how big of a role do you think KC Tyson Chandler is going to play in there? I know he's going to have to guard Joel Anthony. He's not an offensive player, but he's going to have to help out a lot too.
2: Oh, I think he's going to play a huge role. I mean, I, I think you could almost look at him and, and say that he's going to be one of the keys to the series for the Mavs. I mean, I guess you could say that in every series, but I think if offensively, if he can give you a little more. Now, I mean, he's not a guy who you rely on. For offense, but I think because of the way the matchup that he's going to get in there, because of the way you're probably going to see uh, Chris Bosch have to play, you know, 18 feet out on Dirk, um, I think he's going to have some opportunities there. But the other thing is, you know, when you talk about bringing Haywood in, I would remind everybody that the Mavericks bench is a huge reason that they are where they are. Miami's bench is a huge reason that they are so one dimensional. And to throw some numbers at you, Miami's bench out of the 16 playoff teams ranks 16th in points per game. They're averaging 18 points per game throughout the playoffs. The Mavs ranked first, and they're averaging a little over 40 points per. So, you know, when you have Haywood out there, he hasn't killed you. And in a few games where you had Chandler with early fouls, you had to get big minutes from him. Um, And so, no, I don't think you're going to want Haywood out there, you know, playing 30 minutes a game. But you know, if it's in a stopgap role to get Chandler some rest, if everything's going your way and he doesn't get in that foul trouble, I don't think he's going to get you beat. Well, I would agree with
1: that. Has, you know, the difference between this year and 2006 is uh, the Mavericks have a dominant center, whereas in 2006 the Miami Heat had the dominant center. I've I got to give the center position to the Mavs. And what's good about having Dirk uh, guard, Chris Bosch, is Dirk is able to rebound. That puts him closer to the basket. Also, with Sean Marin, he's one of our best rebounders, too. And LeBron does play, uh, go to the basket a lot. That puts both of them around the rim, which rebound is what the Mavericks have been dominating, is rebounding, So i got to get a rebound there to Tyson Channel, Dirk Dubiska, and Sean Marin as far as the rebound is concerned. And that's going to be a big factor, too, is second chance shots and rebounding. I mean, it's going to be Absolutely. I've heard a lot of people. I've heard people talking about, you know, LeBron
2: maybe guarding Dirk. And I think that if you're Miami, there's no way you go with that for one main reason. First of all, Chris Bosh does give you more length. And maybe he can contest that, you know, one-legged fadeaway that, that they're, I mean, it's indefensible. But LeBron risks getting in early foul trouble if you have to put him on the And I don't think Miami is going to sit here at game one rolling into that saying, okay, this is what we're going to roll out there. Maybe you do it if you have to. Maybe you, you throw some different looks at Dirk, and if it works, you might go with it a little more. But I don't see any reason for that to be their game plan heading into the series.
6: But let me ask. Let me ask you this. I mean, and, and I sit back and I watch both of these scenes. If you, if you, if you're a basketball fan, if you watch basketball, how can you not give the edge to the Mavericks? They have the better bench. They have better shooters on their team. I mean the the heat are, are three dimensional. I mean if you stop one of those three you could literally hold them to eighty points on the average and what eighty six points in the playoffs right now. I mean you could hold them to eighty and the Mavs are easily one sixteen, one fourteen, a hundred point scores. I mean don't you can't don't you have to give the edge to the Mavericks in this series? Why are so many people that on the national media giving the Heat so much so much of a of a, a wide-open uh, way to kind of end the series and take it from the Mavs. I mean, I think the Mavs are the better team.
2: Well, the heat of the sexier pick. You know, if you're going to look at, at what the NBA does in terms of marketing, you know, if you're, if you're a Bucks fan sitting up in Milwaukee and you've been watching this thing from the outside, you probably didn't hear about the Mavs, and, you know, until they're up in the, is the series against Oklahoma City. You know, maybe you get some news when they're sweeping L.A. But from game one of the regular season – up till today, you've heard everything that's gone on with LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. It's been overhyped. I mean, that's the most overhyped thing to come out of Miami since cocaine, okay? Those guys, yeah, I mean, those guys are going to get all the, the media publicity. And you know what? I mean, a lot of it's for good reason. But to further your point, you know, when you look at those numbers, that 86 points a game, I think it's, you know, right around 86.6 or whatever. And it it comes because the big three average 69 points per game throughout the playoffs. And the bench is averaging 18 points. Again, when I look at what Chris Bosh is going to have to do here, I don't know that you're going to get that production out of him. You are going to have games where, you know, LeBron or D. Wade will go off. But when you do those numbers and they stay in that 86-point range, Dallas doesn't lose when they hold an uh, an opponent to under 90 points. Now, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the a walk at the park. I, I don't know that, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking, you know, Mavericks sweep or Mavericks in five. I don't know that I expect that. But I'll tell you what, I mean, in the 2-3-2 two, two format, you could certainly see it happening. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If 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 they steal one in Miami, I mean, they can protect home court, and they've proven that. They've also proven if they don't get it done back here, you know, that they can go, you know, get another one uh, in South East. So. I do like the Mavs, and when you talk about the Mavs bench, it's how many different looks they can throw at the same, essentially the same three guys out there. You know, I mean, what do you do every time a Barea comes in and starts slashing to the basket or, or you know, when you have a Kriakovich yeah. the out there? It's a different look, and it's a different guy playing off of dirt for the shot, you know, and and that's the thing is when Miami's running the same six dudes out there, you know, every game their starters are playing like 39 minutes a game, 40 minutes a game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you certainly have to give the S to the Mavs. Well,
1: you know, yeah, you, you made an interest. You made it. You made an interesting point. You know, the Mavs are the underdog, and I think that's why uh, people don't take them very seriously as a great team. But you, you know, you mentioned it's three guys we do have coming out the bench. They can beat their their guys. That's Jason uh, Terry, JJ Barrera. And how big is Pager Stratkovich? I mean, that really spreads the force. Those three guys coming off the bench, I mean, they could beat any bench players.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, really. Was and, going you know, Page
1: didn't have a great series against Oklahoma
2: City, but, wow. you know, he's the kind of guy to where if he knocks down one or two and he's feeling good, right. you know, he might just go on a run and hang 22 on you, and any, uh, you know,
6: any given night. Right. So and I the think game was those three guys – yeah, definitely. And, I, and again, we're joined by Casey Miller for thirteen ten the ticket. Follow him on Twitter at uh thirteen ten to follow him on Twitter. He's always sending out some wild stuff. So if you want to follow some wild stuff, follow him. But let me ask yeah, I've you got, two things: uh, before... art jokes and a few sports stats from time to time. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me ask you two things about the matchups. And Royce, I mean, you talked about this earlier too, and, and that's the coaches. You look at Coach Carlisle, I mean, he's got a lot of NBA experience as a player, as also as a coach. Eric Spolstra, first year, really coaching this team, uh, even having a team with all these superstars. A lot of people say he's not coaching, they're coaching themselves. But if you look at where they come from, Carlisle's a Chuck Daly guy. You know, he, he's from that bad boys, Pistons, defensive-minded teams, and Spolstra's a Pat Riley guy, flamboyant, showbiz, showtime type of coach, I mean, do you think do we see a lot of similarities between what they where these coaching styles have come from, and how do you think they'll use that in this final series this time
2: well I also think I think that that's spot on I also think that if you look at these teams, they're both built to play the way that they do I mean you know the Mavericks being so deep, they use that you know to to get rebounds they they use it to to throw different defensive looks at you. You know, with Miami being who they are, they roll their superstars out there and, you know, they look like the Globetrotters half the time uh, with the way they get up and down the court. So, yeah, I think the teams that they have built there only lend themselves to the style of ball that's being played out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Spolstra has an earpiece in with Pat Riley on the other end of it throughout the series, too. I mean, you know, they'll run the kid out there and let him do his thing, but... You know, you look at adjustments that are going to be made, you're going to see Pat Riley coaching that team. I don't think there's any, you know,
6: two ways about that. Yeah, oh, been of yeah. they've been doing that all season, actually. Said he's got an earpiece in, and Riley's been talking to him all season. Go ahead, Russ, what's
1: your point? You know, of course, yeah, Pat Riley's footprint is going to be all over this game. He would love to beat the Mavs again. But at the same time, i got to have a lot of respect for Carlisle and how he did the matchups this season. You know, it was all about matchups. When he inserted J.J. J. Barrera at the right time, how he brought guys off the bench, I mean, he 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 really surprised me because I had questioned him all year, but he did a fantastic job for his matchups in the playoffs. And
5: what,
1: he, well, and what he didn't do. I
2: mean, let's right. just go back and think that if Avery or if Nelly were here, wouldn't we still be seeing Roddy B forced down our throats? Right. I mean, I think right. I think Rick Carlisle, seeing that the kid wasn't ready to go and pulling the plug on him and not even dressing him for the playoffs,
5: obviously right. it was the right move
2: now, but I think that so many people would have looked at that, you know, cup half full of potential, and they might have forced right. the kid in there, and, right. you know, obviously you you can't argue with results. And let's keep another thing in mind. I mean, the Mavs are doing all this without Caron Butler. I know that that doesn't right. matter when you look at the matchups in this series, but I think it, it really plays in when you talk about crediting Rick Carlisle for, for making adjustments. Because mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the number two.
8: It
6: wasn't supposed to be Jason Terry right.
3: again. All right. All uh, right. And, you You're know, right. Rick
6: Carlisle was, has made the thing work. So, Yeah, no doubt about it. Let me ask you, uh, our other matchup we want to look at is the fans, the home court advantage. In a 2-3-2 playoff format, as you mentioned before, it can sway either way. I mean, one win in Miami, you turn the tables to home court advantage for the Mavs, but I mean, think about the Mavs, they've been through some hostile environments from Portland to winning two games in a road in LA to winning in Oklahoma City two games, comfort behind victory in Oklahoma City. I mean they've had to play in some tough arenas. I mean I mean even even the Miami Heat having to win in Boston, having to win in Chicago. I mean if you think about the home court advantage, if there is one well, let's look at it from the reverse end. Which one of these teams do you think are better built to play on the road and get a win on the road?
2: Well, the Mavericks are the better road team, first of all. I mean, just look at the road record this year. I want to say they were 28-13 and 13 on the road this year. Uh, and, yeah, you know, a lot of those there. losses were coming when Dirk was out. You know, last year they were the best road team, you know, in the NBA. So they've proven that they can get it done anywhere. And obviously, you know, I think they're 5-2 and two on the road in the playoffs this year. They can win right, in right. any barn. I mean, you know, make no mistake about that. I would also really credit the Mavs fans for the way that they showed up against L.A. and the way that they showed up against Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah. I think that when you look at this series, the Mavericks fans have hung in there for 11 years now, 11 50-plus seasons without winning the championship. And the one that they should have gotten – You know, so many Mavs fans still feel bitter about the officiating and any number of other things. You know, I think when you look at Miami fans, half the people there might be bandwagon guys because LeBron's in town. There'll be tons of celebrities there. It'll be – I would liken it to much more what you see uh, at the Staples Center, you know, when the Lakers are playing. Um, Right. So I would certainly give the edge to Dallas. The other thing I would say, when you talk about the tough places that Miami had to play throughout the playoffs to get there – I mean, there's you can't really underestimate what it's like to play in Chicago or play in Boston. That's true. But yeah. with Chicago or Boston, I mean, just look at the matchups in the Western Conference. How many teams would they have beat? You know, think about, like, Chicago, for instance. I don't think they would have beaten Memphis. I don't think they would have beaten yeah, Oklahoma right. City. I'm not right. sure that they would have beaten L.A., um, you know, I don't. I think it would be a good matchup with Chicago and Portland. I mean, to be real honest with you, I still think the Western Conference is much stronger. So you're not just talking about a dominant team on the road like the Mavs have been. You're talking about a, a dominant team playing better competition. So I think it's a lot yeah. easier to measure what they're going to do on the road. And here's the other thing. I know things changed this year, but the Mavericks have a 14-consecutive game-winning streak over the Miami Heat. They won both matchups this season, right? Uh, right. In last
1: seven years, hmm. yeah. And right.
2: Reverse,
1: I mean, uh, it and obviously I mean, things changed this season, but and you yeah, know, no uh, I got I, I, I got to give the nod to the Mavs fans simply by the fact that that 2006 we were dominated a series we should have won. We were up two games, and I think it's more of a revenge factor for the Mavs fans. They would love nothing would be more important than to the see them come back and get revenge on Miami. So I, I really had to get a nod. And they, like you say, they stuck with this team all year when nobody else believed in them. Everybody wanted to match the first round because they thought they were easy to push over. But the fans, I always thought that they could be, possibly get to the playoffs. And then after they beat the Lakers, uh, I think it made a lot of people believe, you know, in this team. So I, I really give the nods to, to the Mavs fans. They, You know, like I said, they've been with them for 50-game the wins, but to, to make it to the championship again for the second time for this franchise is real big. Well, yeah, you guys are good. here in DFW. You know, I mean, you see yeah. the buzz that is going on. If, you
2: know, if game one, when the regular season started, if you asked any Mavericks fan here in town and you said, you know, what would you hope would happen for the Mavs this season going through the playoffs, it would be... Let's sweep L.A. and get to the NBA Finals and then hand it to Miami. Right? Like, that's the scenario. It's just like when you go back to the Rangers last year. Let's beat New York and get to the World Series. You know what I mean? That's, it's one of those storybook kind of things to where the fans here are going to be so into it because this is a surreal circumstance that, I mean, maybe should have never even presented itself. And now they've got the opportunity to go out there and, you know, they can – they can make up for oh six, essentially. However, you want to
6: look at that. Yeah, I'm not willing I mean, to go back that.
2: and blame officials. So,
6: I am, I am. I mean, I, I can go back and blame officials. We're going to talk about that next, actually, too. Can someone thank you for calling in and joining us, man? Tonight, man. I'm, I know you have got a busy hectic schedule, man. I'm glad you made some time for it to do our little show.
2: Absolutely, guys. Any time. I, I always appreciate it. And uh, I guess I'll see you at uh, Game Three here in Dallas.
6: Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Definitely. We'll, we'll save a uh, we'll save a hot dog for you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, fellas. Have a good night. <laughs> All, right, All right. There was there was Casey Miller from 1310 to ticket again. You can follow him on Twitter at cmillen1310. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about 2006 because I still got to get some anger off my chest from that series. We're also going to get into our picks, and again, if we have time, we'll start our debate about. You're tuned into the RF Sports Radio Show, where sports talk from a fan's perspective, powered by Deep End Media. Oh yeah, the wait is
4: finally over. The new release from Rifleman. Smoke in the City. Smoke available the now. City. Album features Floatfly, Mayhem, yeah, Kenfo, Jack, it's and the Grit good Boys good. with many, many others. Also features production from Super it's Producer, none bad. other than Big Chris. Big available Chris. now at all of your favorite online retailers. iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait. Go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. It's blazing.
6: This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by.
5: When I got to the lane,
9: Robert
4: Paris jumped at me. And I saw Larry Bird coming at me as well. So I had to arc the hook shot a little higher and you just went uh, swish. Was that the sweetest shot for you in your whole career? In my whole
9: career, the sweetest not only shot, but the sweetest moment. Because
5: the guards went huh. <laughs>
1: My name is Royce Fisher from the RS Sports Radio Show on DPN Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net.
5: R S Sports Show. RRS Sports
1: Show.
4: Talking Sports.
6: He's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push this team over the hump. I I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now.
5: Talking Sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rsportsradio.com. It's a to be here,
7: um, but we got a lot of work to do still. Um, you know, it's been a great ride so far, throughout this postseason, uh, we played some Starting with Philadelphia, um, then going with Boston and now Chicago. Um, you know, three great teams, and you know, being able to be in this moment, where we've all, you know, had a vision of what we all worked hard from the start of um, training camp on the Air Force Base. To be here is a, it's very humbling. It's very um, satisfying at this point, but um, you know, we want more. You know, I'm hungry for one. Um, you know, that was my goal coming into this league, and it's been my goal. You know, I've seen the vision over the last few years, and I haven't had an opportunity to get there. i played in the finals before. Um, didn't win it. I got to the Eastern Conference Finals before against Orlando. Lost. Had years where we were the best team in the league in Cleveland. We didn't uh, get back to that point, so I've had this vision, and now I'm back here, and I'm looking to change the outcome. You know, right now, I feel more comfortable um, because I feel like we have a veteran ball club, and we have two guys or three guys that have rings. Um, Eddie House and D-Wade and Udonis, um, and we got guys that's been in the postseason year after year after year um so um you know when you have that experience uh, when you have guys that can make plays and take over games um you like your chances you know we've got a lot of flack this year over you know mostly because of myself um and we're trying to just use that as motivation every day we go out on the basketball court but just play the game of basketball you know that's all we can do is play the game of basketball at a high level um play Miami Heat basketball and that's defending at a high level with speed and athleticism and then sharing the ball and being a team offensively. As far as you know, this villain thing and things like that, I mean we don't it is what it is. People are gonna say whatever they want about us. Um but we just gotta continue to go out there and just play our game. You know, they always say to go down as one of the greats you have to put a ring on your resume. Um, I mean, as an individual You have those dreams and you have those goals and you want to be be a champion. Um, Do you care as much as what people say about your career as far as your body of work? I I don't know. I mean, you know, I think you look at Dirk's numbers, they speak for itself over his 13-year career. Um, You look at my numbers so far, my eight-year career, um, you know, they kind of speak for itself as well. But as individuals, myself and Dirk, we we both um, are competitors and we both know the ultimate feeling is, is to win. Is to win a championship and, um, you know, not for what everybody else think, but for the people that we have around us and that's you know, our teammates, um, our organization, I um, mean, our families to be able to have that moment and have that
3: feeling. Uh, we played, uh, had a great playoff run so far. Uh, beat some some great teams, but um, that's the biggest challenge uh, ahead of us. We face a team with uh, with three superstars uh, and with a bunch of other players that can play and make shots around them, and they're very good defensively. So uh, this is the the biggest challenge yet. The games are decided uh, down the stretch, and and both teams are, are very good down the stretch. They got uh, both teams are very good defensively, which which you need. You need to lock down and get big stops, and and both Teams uh, have guys down the stretch you can go to and, and create baskets, and um, that's that's what why both teams are here because uh, you know they had a great comeback against Chicago and and, uh, and we had one in OKC where we finished on a 16-2 run or something. Uh, so both teams are uh, have what it takes to, to finish strong. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting series. I'm not worried about my legacy without a ring or with a ring. Uh,
5: I'm living in a moment.
3: Uh, we have another chance, uh, and I'm I'm going for. And uh, everything after that will, will fall into place. Uh, the next couple of years, we can talk about my legacy once my career is over, but I'm uh, really just focused on, on winning and being on the best team uh, left standing. The year after the finals, we won 70 games. We thought this was our year. You run into a hot matchup or a bad matchup for you, with some hot players. Next thing you know, your first round exits. So in, in this league, you, you never know. You never know. Uh, it took a long five years to finally get back to the stage. And, uh, we were kind of fortunate, I guess, to, to play our two games early. We saw them in November, December, and uh, we haven't seen them since. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing unbelievable basketball now on both ends of the floor. I think Haslam is back now with a big, big key guy for them, a uh, glue guy on both ends of the floor. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a much better team uh, now than they were, and, and they showed it in this, in this playoffs. And, uh, they got guys who can close. They're defensively, so uh, they got what it takes to win it all. Obviously, you would love to keep those guys out of the lane. I think uh, that's where Wade and, and LeBron are at their best. When they drive, they get to the basket, they get fouls, uh, and go to the free throw line where there's no defense for it, um, but you know, obviously that's, that's the approach of 29 other teams, and and nobody really could do it, especially here in the playoff. In the Portland series in game four, we blew a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter, uh, and we came back in game five, and, and won a big game. Everybody kind of said we're dead after that, but we're a bunch of veterans. We, we've seen it all in this league, and we recovered from from both pretty quick, wins and losses. We know you got to keep an even keel throughout the playoffs, uh, and I think that's what we did, and that's what got us here. So was a bunch of veterans, obviously led by Jake Kidd. who was uh was a fossil but uh he's he's amazing and uh, still on both ends of the floor and, and leading this team so uh he's been he's been amazing.
6: And there was uh superstar Dirk DaVinci and also LeBron Jane talking about giving their pregame comments before game one, which will be in Miami. You heard both of them reference, you know, getting a ring and how it's going to solidify their legacy in the NBA and the sports world um, all around. And I have to go back to 2006. It's so hard to forget about 2006 because they year, the Mavs were the hottest team in the NBA. They go against a Miami Heat team with, with uh, D-Wade and their – uh, off-season acquisition of Shaq. It sounds all too familiar with the off-season acquisition of LeBron okay. James. But I have to go back to that because, I, because the Maz were up two games to zero in that series. They lose four straight games. And, of course, the, the whole controversy about the referees and, and Donahue and the book he wrote, I mean, so much is going against the Mavs. And Mark Ewan was so outspoken back then. And i got to go back to that because I think the mass got cheated out of, that, out of that series. I think a lot of mass fans feel like that. But think about the similarities between 2006 and now. I mean, Miami well, had a big, big deal with right. Shaq, the biggest player in the league at the time, comes to Miami. Now LeBron comes to Miami, and they match up again. Well, you
1: know, Rodney, speaking of 2006, today these are two totally different teams uh you can not let there's only four guys left from both teams total that played in that series That's uh Jason Kidd, uh Dirk, uh Jason Terry, and Dwayne Wade and Haslem Well, five well, but well, everybody Terry, else it's, the, on,
6: it's, only Terry, it's only Terry, Dirk, you don't haslem
1: and Dwayne Wade left right right so you right, right. right. Yeah, four four players right right, yeah. right four four players left but uh, it's a totally different teams and I think it was the first time the Mavs had ever been in that situation. You know, Shaq has been in several championships, so he's been there a lot of the has played in playoff game. But it was a big deal for the Mavs at that time. I think they were like a deer caught in headlights. Dirk was not the same Dirk he is today. I think Dirk has grown up. He's hungrier. And I think it's going to come down to which team is hungry. And at the moment, i got to give a nod to the Mavs because, Not having, uh, you know, you don't get too many chances to go to a championship game. This is the second-only experience that they've had Miami Miami several times ago. But for them to get over that hump and be accounted as one of the elite teams, they have to prove themselves. That's why I say they are an underdog. Now, if Miami loses, there's the big three experiment didn't work because uh, everybody's expecting them to win. Nobody really expecting them to make it this far. But, you know, they you, you got three superstars. So that gives the nod to the math because they just have to, to make it to the rest of the friendly, It's a big deal. But to, to not win a championship would be a bigger disappointment for Miami than it would be for Dallas. Well, I think I think it's a bigger disappointment for both of these teams.
6: Right. I
3: mean, both of them yeah, have absolutely. done
6: so much to get to this point. I mean, from the trades, from the talk, and and we always thought the the Mavs were the one-and-done team. And you brought it up before about how everybody at league said they want to play the Mavericks first. And now they're in the NBA Finals. You heard Sergio Arcala bring it up, how Udonis Hazen was able to play Dirk in 2006. And and as you said, Dirk is not the same Dirk. he's changed a lot. Even LeBron James referenced, or D. Wade in the, in his uh, opening uh, interview comments about the series, he talked about how Dirk now is a guy that's going to take that last shot. He's not running away from the ball like a lot of Mavs fans and us have a- actually claimed him to do, not showing up or choking, however you want to put it. But Dirk is Dirk is a dog now. Dirk wants that ball. You saw him come back in Oklahoma City. You saw what he did to Portland. You saw what he did to L.A. Dirk is a dog. He, he he's not playing any games with anyone at this point. I mean, the guy's averaging 28 points a game in the playoffs, something that only right. uh, the, his his numbers in the playoffs only equal Larry Bird at this point. The guy's on fire. LeBron is right there with him if you look at both of these guys' match up together. But, right. I mean, is there so many similarities in 2006? I mean, what do the Mavs have to do to really get 2006 out of their head? Because you don't want them to get up two games and, and
1: see what happens like like it happened in 2006.
6: Well, you know, you have to be
1: right. They have to get 2006. You know, you have to forget that. Because as of tomorrow, you're both even. And having beat this team in the regular season should give the Mavs somewhat of confidence because uh, you and I were at that game when the Mavs defeated them and and they had a players-only meet. They closed the locker room to the media. You know, so it it had to have some kind of effect on Miami. But, you know, you're absolutely right. It's, it's two different teams. You have to get about 2006. Dirk is different. The team is different. You have a different coach. They're more defended-minded. But let me rephrase that and say the pressure to win is more on Miami, I think, mm. from the media so. and the outside force. And Both teams want to win, but I think Miami has more pressure because of the big three. I think it's more pressure on Miami to win. Now you could definitely say that.
6: I mean and, and uh, an interesting fact for those listening is you know, if you think about this, the second leader score for the Miami Heat during that series was not Shaq, was not Downs Hasm, but was Antoine Walker. I right. mean think about that the Antoine Walker was their second lead scorer on the Miami Heat back in two thousand six. A totally new team there, although D Wade D Wade won that series on the free throw line. Let's talk about right. the refs. I mean, we the books have been written. We all know what happened or what allegedly happened with the NBA and right. how they tried to get the Mavs out of their game and, and get the Miami Heat to win the win the title with Pat Riley as their coach. I mean, right. let's talk about that. I mean, D-Wade won that series on the free throw line. I mean, we going to be looking at the refs a little bit different now. I'm looking at them with a, a close eye because
1: they've done it to us before and they'll do it to us again. Well, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was one of the poorly voiced officiated games I ever witnessed. But I, I think it it did favor uh, more of Miami sort of than Dallas. But I think Dirk has kind of grown up a little bit. You know, I say a lot of superstars get the good calls. Well, you know, you got to he's comparable to LeBron James as far as uh superstar. So you got to say the calls got to go more Dirk way because they do get you know the calls. But I hope it's a very good officiated game. We saw some bad officiating in this playoff game. I hope they had the best crew out there for this playoff because it, this is it, you know. And 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 let the guys play. But I think it's going to come down to in 2006, Dallas didn't have much of a bench. Miami had a better bench. You know, you had Alonzo morning coming off the bench. You had Hazard coming off the bench. You had Antoine Walker. You had a, a, they had a better bench than Dallas. As of today, I will get a nod to Dallas has a different bench than they did in 2006. And I think it's mm-hmm. going to come down who knock down shots. Whoever shoots 50% or more will win the game. And the way the Mavs have been shooting, they've been averaging. That, that's that been their average. They do start out slow. Yeah. But by the end of the game, they're averaging at least 50% shooting. So yeah, if they're to knock down shots, huh?
6: I would agree with that. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. Whoever shoots the ball better is going to definitely win the game. Let's take a. We had a call on from the eight five nine. If you're still listening, caller, give us a call back. Uh, we had a call from the eight five nine area code. We're more welcome to give us a call. Let me bring uh, Sergio back on. We're talking about two thousand six and two thousand eleven. The comparison, the difference between those two series. Let me bring Sergio back on. Sergio, you were a mad fan of two thousand six. You saw what happened. I mean, how did the Mavs lose that 2006 series, and what they had to do in 2011 for that not to happen?
8: Well, I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta put some on the refs. I mean, you saw the game; I saw the game. It, some of that stuff was pretty crazy to me. But at the same time, I mean, not everything's gonna go your way. I mean, uh, there's always gonna be All situations right. where you're you're gonna have to overcome obstacles, and that's when the great players, you know, step up and and, and take over games. And and that's one of the things that. That was one of the knocks on Dirk was, you know, he, he wasn't there yet. And I think that's the difference between now is is he wants the, the ball. He wants the ball in the fourth quarter. He wants to take every single shot. I mean, you saw that seventeen to two run against OKC. I mean, the man was just. I mean, it was he was remarkable. So I, I've never seen anything, I've never seen him do something like that uh, before. And I think I think we're ready. I think he's different. I think we're different. Uh,
6: I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Let me ask you this, Sergio. I mean, there's another Maverick that was on that 2016 that we haven't really talked about yet, and that's Jet Terry. Do you see a big difference in how he was in 2006 to how he's playing right now? I mean, the Jet kind
8: of disappeared in the playoffs between pretty much 07 and up until this year. I mean, right. if that guy – right. that guy, he's, he's kind of the X factor on, on offense – He's our number two guy. If that guy is shooting lights out, I mean, it's over. I mean, if that if that guy steps up, I mean, you saw what he did in the first two games in the finals in 06, and then he had his meltdown in game three, and then, you know, he pretty much disappeared. Uh, same right. thing, you know, in between. But but this year, I mean, God, that game against L.A. where he, he made like – he drained like nine three-pointers in a row. I mean, that's the jet that everybody knew. You know, that's that's the jet that we thought that we were getting when we, when we re-signed him. Um, so I think you know I think he's he's playing more in the moment. They keep talking about playing in the moment. I think they're they're pretty much, you know, squashing everything in the past, and they're just trying to win a championship. And, and they're focused, and they got poise and confidence. Uh, it's just a different sweat. They got that that swag uh, that, that yeah. you haven't yeah. seen really from since 2006.
6: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And, and, yeah. and again, thank and, you, you know, know, not, probably, stay, on, stay on with us, man. We're we'll going to do our picks here in just a second. But, Royce, we're talking about Jet Terry. What do you see difference in Jet Terry from 06 and from now?
1: Well, well the difference is it's not up to Dirk and Jet, just anymore. All the pressure's not on him. You got guys. I, I've seen this team where you've seen J.J. Barrett come up off the bench and take over the game. I've seen Sean Marion do it. I've seen Pager, you know, Sarkovic. And, and that, that's the difference in this team and the team in 2006. It, back then it was up to Dirk and Jason. Today it's not up to J- Jason and Dirk. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that, that's the difference because in, 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 any one of those guys can come on, come off the bench and dominate a game, and we've seen it the whole playoffs. So I, I, I'm I excited to see it. I'm looking forward to the matchup. Uh I give the matchup advantage to Dallas because I think uh, Miami's going to counter whatever we throw at them. And we know what to expect from the big three. I think the difference is going to be the bet. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Let's take a quick break
6: and we come back. We'll wrap up our show with our picks. We'll finally find out. Of course, you're at the college giving their picks. We'll give our picks now. Royce, I, I, I guess they ain't got an idea where you're going to pick it. They ain't going to pick the Heat to win. So y'all stay tuned for that. Because he does want to see LeBron get a ring before Dirk. although he ain't going to tell you that. That's not true, either. We'll, mean,
1: that's true <laughs>
6: we'll take a untrue we'll, statement. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up with our picks and wrap it up and get you guys ready for the NBA Finals 2011. You're listening to the RF Sports Radio Show, powered by Deep End Media, where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. this crazy shot. Put this
4: first in We all thought it was open. I mean... There was only .4 seconds left. What could you do in .4 seconds, huh? Fish. Fish against the inbound. He releases, right? I'm spinning. I see fish. I see the rim. Fish, rim, fish, rim. Fishy rim. Next thing you know, come two points. And the place goes. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: What's up out there, with it, the World? What's up, it's with it? It's your boy, you? Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join com right now. Support your favorite ICE audit right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. Or you can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Well, you hear it? IcebreakerProductions.com. Already. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page. And click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us mm-hmm. on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh if you really wanna know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you gotta follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a now. Facebook lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions, you know right what they do. Now. And uh follow y'all like some live fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen Nine Seven Two. Right you're now. still in the old school and you know what I'm saying, you still on my face, yeah. hit us up. 972 wing tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, The Reason That You Hearing My voice, uh-huh. like one of these artists. You know what I'm saying? So get the jam on, get the lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back catching that on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already.
6: That, that is his mission from his game. It's like he can do everything, but just can't do enough. Career-wise, Mello's averaging 24.8 points a game. The Browns' average 27.7. But, you okay. know, this year, they're about even. The averaging average right. 25, right. the Browns' average 26. Career-wise, they're rebounding.
5: Talking the hottest
8: sports topics. With appearances from the hottest names
1: in sports.
5: NBA.
6: We are back, RF Sports Radio, powered by in Media for our 2011 NBA Finals Preview. You guys can download our show again on iTunes or go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Download the show there. Listen to it on your iPod, your phone, your whatever, laptop, whatever you got, internet ready, you can download the show and check it out there. We'll be back on Wednesday, wrapping up Game 1, preparing you for Game 2. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You can also catch the replay of this show throughout the day as well. We're getting you guys up to the minute, up to the second coverage of the NBA Finals. And we are official. Let me just say that we are official. We are the official uh, radio coverage. We're covering the NBA Finals officially. Just put it like that. For the match. So let's take a quick caller before we get into our picks. Uh, Caller from the 859 area code. uh, Last four digits, one zero. A 4 You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. What's your pick for the NBA Finals and how many games?
4: I got the Heat in six.
6: Yeah, the Heat in six. First one to pick the Heat. First one to pick the Heat. Tell me why you think the Heat will win in six.
1: I think uh, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh are just too powerful and the Heat have more depth. And I think they're more experienced. I think it will happen like the six finals.
6: Wow! And where are you calling from, by the way? Where is eight five nine? Where's where is their, what air code is at? Kentucky. Kentucky. So Kentucky wants the heat to heat the win. No love for the mass. No. He got win. good
1: appreciate. Appreciate
6: you hey, calling me. Stay tuned to the show. Let's take another caller real quick from the 318 area code 2066. You listen to the NBA Finals preview show. Let us know what's your pick, who's winning the NBA Finals, and how many games.
0: Yeah, uh, this is Big E. Uh, that was my cousin that just called in.
1: Uh, I, I'm also rooting for the Heat, and same thing
6: as him six. His games. And why do you think the Heat are going to win? Is there no love for the Mavs out there? What's going on? No, no, no one likes the Mavs or what?
1: No, I just don't think they're going to be able to pull it through. I think the Heats have had a good season,
2: better than the Mavericks. I don't really watch the Mavericks much, but uh, I'm just seeing the Ma- uh, the Mavericks losing.
6: Mavericks losing the six. Wow. All right, thank you for calling in. Stay tuned to the show, okay? All right.
1: Hey, you know what? I think I, I think that's what most pe- people think because of the popularity of Miami, and I, I like I said, a lot of people the Mavs are uh, uh, not very much known as much as Miami is because they do yeah. have the big three. But I tell you what, you do have the two best teams playing. I will say that much, and I, I you know I, I look for the country to be split. That would be fifty-fifty.
6: Mavs fans, I need you guys to call in and represent, 323-927-2906. You see Kentucky's pulling for the heat. St. Louis, the 318 is pulling for the heat as well, too. My prediction, my pick, I know you guys are listening, I got the Mavs in five. I think they still won in Miami the first two games. They come back, they don't lose a game at home, and they wrap this thing up in five games. I I like the the Mavs to win in five. Royce, what you got?
1: I, I, I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna say the Mavs win in six, uh, four, Mavs two Miami. And what I would do, I would let make my – Bibby beat me. And that'd be one guy, or one man <laughs> I could come up for the double team. I would put the hand, ball in his hands and make him beat me, or Chalmers. But uh, that's where my help's gonna come from off those guys. I say the Mavs in six. You
6: yeah, like got the Mavs of fries
1: and six. I got the Mavs in five and. And Roy,
6: who you think is going to be the, the key player in the series? Who wins the MVP of these finals?
1: Uh, I, I got to I got to roll with Dirk. So far, he's been my MVP in the whole playoffs. Uh, I think he's. I played LeBron and Dwayne. I do think, think Dwayne Way is a little bit banged up. They hadn't talked much about the shoulders, kind of secret thing. But uh, he kind of came alive in the last game. But he hadn't averaged more than eighteen points in the series. We could get that from our bench. So I I I, I, I think Dirk's going to be the MVP, win or lose.
6: Yeah, I've got Dirk as my MVP as well, too. I think Dirk really proves his work to the NBA and the sports world alike. I mean, he's having an awesome playoff, playoff series, his whole playoffs. He's having an awesome season. I think if he revoted for the MVP at the end of the playoffs, he had to give it to Dirk the way he's playing, the way he's changed his game, the way he's unguardable now. And I think now we start talking about Dirk being top 10 all the time. We didn't have time to get into it today. But on our next show, we're going to do a special, Is Dirk Top 10 All Time? I have everyone emailing me. Send me whatever players you think Dirk is not better than. If you got 10 other players you think Dirk is is not in the category with, send me an email, rfsportsradio at com so we can get your picks on the show. We're going to find out stat-wise how Dirk locks up, but we'll get you guys ready for the finals. We don't hold you up too long. You're tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show, powered by DBM Media, our 2011 NBA Finals preview. Enjoy the game, and we'll catch you guys on Wednesday.
4: Hey, this is Roddy B. from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to our Sports Radio.